Father, we thank you for the entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple. We thank you because your word is full of power and grace. And today our hearts are open to receive your word. And we ask that your word will come upon us as the dew of the morning. And everyone will be changed by virtue of your word in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We bring this atmosphere under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And we declare that the speaking and the hearing of God's word both together are blessed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Please, you may be seated. God bless you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. All right. So, um, I'm just going to do a short teaching. And then thereafter, um, other ministers will come up um, to bring their own dimension as given to them by the Holy Spirit to the subject matter, dunamis. Amen. Alright, we have established from God's word that dunamis is the power of God, the ability, the strength of God to accomplish things. The power of God, the ability of God to make things happen. And then we have also learned during the course of this uh, conference that dunamis is inherent power the power that is within producing outward results and then we have also um, established from the word of God that dunamis is the power for performing miracles in fact miracles and dunamis are used interchangeably for example, in Acts of the Apostles, chapter number 2 and verse 22, um, when God approved of Jesus in miracles, signs, and wonders, it is clear from the word of God there that the word miracles there is actually dunamis. So dunamis is actually the miracle-working power of God. Miracles cannot happen in the energy of the flesh. Miracles cannot happen in the energy of nature. Miracles can only happen in the energy of the spirit, the energy of God. So anytime a miracle is wrought, um, just know that the power of God is behind it. Dunamis is behind it. Miracles can happen without the power of God making them happen. So dynamis is the power for performing miracles. And then dynamis is also uh, the power and influence which belongs to riches and wealth. All right, kingdom, riches, and wealth. You know, uh, riches and wealth are actually a description of dynamis, the power of God. Amen. I said amen. The Bible tells us, you know, in Deuteronomy chapter number 8 and verse 18. All right. Deuteronomy 8 and verse 18. It says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee, what? Power to get wealth. Power. There's an anointing for wealth. Dunamis. I tell you. 
There is an anointing for wealth. The power that enhances prosperity. It makes it happen. It will just keep happening and it's like a dream of the night. There's an anointing that attracts resources. There's an anointing that brings wealth. It is God who gives us the dunamis for wealth. Wealth creation, the kingdom way, is made possible by the power of God. By the power of God. And that's why anyone who is anointed and you understand what you carry, all right, you cannot but be wealthy. Because wealth attends to the anointing, to the glory of God, the power of God. Amen? Silver and gold attend to the power of God. So, um, there's an anointing that makes for wealth. And that anointing is dunamis. Dunamis is that power that will bring wealth. You know, I love the wealth dimension of the glory of God because it is very colorful. True? Uh-huh. If you want to do anything meaningful with ministry, even if you have so much grace, you want to advance that grace without wealth. <laughs> it's, it's impossible. True? Uh-huh. So, I'm not covetous, but I like wealth, the kingdom way, because it helps to facilitate the will of God, the establishment of the will of God on the earth. All right. So, <clears throat> dunamis is also power and resources arising from number. Number. So, when you talk about dunamis, dunamis is actually multitude. It is strength as a result of number. Amen? All right. Multitude. So that means there is an anointing of the Holy Spirit, the dynamics of God as it increases upon your life, the number, the number of people that will begin to attend to what God is doing in your life and through you, in your business, in your ministry, in your career. All right. They will begin to increase. The number increases. Amen? The number increases. Now, God has dunamis in angels. Alright? The hosts of angels. Dunamis is in them. So if God does not use the power of his spirit, alright, to get something done personally, he can engage his angels. Alright? Just 10 billion of them. If God says, I warn you, I'm the Lord of hosts. All right, and you look around him and you see number, you'll be warned. Why? Because you know that he's a powerful person. Someone was telling me something. He said, There are some people that are very difficult to fight in this country, in the ministry, in the church, because of the dynamis, the number. If you fight one man, you can have like 500 men come against you. And then you wonder, the man didn't say anything. He was quiet. But because God has raised him to a point where God has blessed him with number. Come on, say number. All right. There's dunamis in number. So as dunamis increases, number. You see number. All right. People. Number. Wealth. Number. Influence. Miracles. Number. Number. 
you know, I, I was, we're taking records since we started ministry, I mean church ministry per se, alright, up until uh, the year 2020, just last year, before Morning Dew started, amen, we had recorded a lot of miracles in their tens of thousands, praise God. But when dunamis increased in one year, between the 9th of May 2020 and the 9th of May 2021, in one year, it was in, in tens of thousands and tens of thousands. And we counted all the miracles we have recorded church ministry in church ministry between when church started and 2020. May the 8th, 2020. Amen. Was nothing compared to the number of miracles generated in one year. You see, let me tell you something. Most of the time, the things that you are seeking, rejoice. Let's give God a praise. Now, most of the time, the things you are seeking, you are looking to get. Listen very carefully. There are things that can only be attracted. There are certain things you are not permitted to go after, to seek after. The Bible says, seek ye first what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. When you seek the dunamis, the increase of the dunamis of God on your life, certain things will come to you. They will be attracted. They will be magnetized to you. Amen. I said Amen. I said amen. amen. And even in church ministry, what we've not been able to do financially, all right, in over 13 years, we had capacity to do it much more than that in just one year. Are you from saying here? <laughs> During the pandemic, there was no cut of salary, no salary cut. Okay, we rather increased salary. And so people were wondering, at, ah, why in the pandemic, what happened? It's called dunamis. You know, and the pandemic, of course, I'm not talking about the negative impact on humanity. All right. Um, those who lost their loved ones, we, we sympathize with them. Praise God. But let's look at the positive impact. People had more time to pray, right? All right. And people had more time to play, too. Amen? People had more time to play. <laughs> people had more time to seek the face of God and pray. And people who had more time to pray and seek the face of God, they had results. Amen? And when dunamis increases, dunamis is not, let me tell you something, don't, don't use dunamis this way, like you are, you, um, you want to manifest the power of God and you just engage dunamis and when you're done that's the end of it that's not ministry that's a show if you want to engage dunamis listen very carefully make up your mind that this is the kind of life you want to live dunamis shouldn't be what when you, after a major program alright and then all right, you're waiting for the next program and then you now go and prepare, 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 prepare. All right, there's need to prepare, good. But listen, 
Dunamis should be a build up. Amen. Uh -huh. It is actually ability, it is capacity. It is inherent ability. There should be a build up, a build up, build up, a build up, a build up. Amen. Why? Because God wants us to increase in dunamis, the power of God. The first thing that Jesus said about dunamis in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1 and verse 8, he said something very profound. He says, you shall receive power, dunamis. And then, if you get to Acts of the Apostles, chapter number 4, dunamis had increased with great power. They witnessed of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Great grace was upon them all. Great power, great grace. Great power, great grace. Great power, great grace. But he started with power. Peter, the first person he ministered to, all right, at least the miracle that was recorded in the book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter number three, he had to help the guy up. He engaged the name of Jesus and he pulled him up. And then his ankle bones received strength. But if you read on by Acts five, amen, he wasn't pulling anybody up anymore. His shadow. You see, you ought to increase in dunamis. That's the point. Amen? His shadow was healing the sick. Why? Because he had increased in capacity. Are you increasing in capacity? Are you growing in the power of God? Can you do more now for the Lord? Can you handle more for the Lord? Amen. So, when we talk about dynamis here, dynamis is also the power of God to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. Dynamis is actually the power of God to live right. The power of God to develop Christian character. The power of God to walk in Christian virtues. Dunamis. Now in Ephesians chapter number 3. If you start reading from verse 14. Paul was praying for the church at Ephesus. He says, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with Dunamis in, by his spirit in the inner man. Might. To what end? To what end? That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That ye been rooted and grounded where? In love. Do you know it takes dunamis at work within your spirit to walk in love? That's the energy of God for Christian virtue. It's not a decision to walk in love. It's not enough. It will be frustrated without power. So, dunamis is what it takes to walk in love. It's the energy of God on the inside. You just forgive and let go. People wonder, ah, ah. you let go. You just forgive, you let go. For some people, to let go is work. Ah, this person, ah, has hurt me so badly. Ah, you know, wounded my, my reputation. 
you know, demolished everything I built all my life. Ah, no, 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 no. But it takes the power of God at work in you to say, I forgive. And I let go and you bless the person. That's, that's dunamis at work in you. It's the power of God to live like God. For godly character. So it's not just for miracles, for ministry, for blessing people. Dunamis is the power of God to live right. To walk in the fullness of God for your life. To develop strength of character. Dunamis. Amen. So when I pray for Dunamis, alright, I am praying that God will strengthen me within me so much so that there will be an outflow to bless others. Because I need that strength within, strength of character. Alright, the challenges you've faced so far are nothing compared to what you will yet face. Why? Because, listen very carefully, it's not a curse, it's, it is life. Amen? Some people will betray you, some people will hate you, some people will say bad things about you. Alright? Things will happen. But one thing is certain. By the strength of God in your heart, in your spirit, you keep going. You keep making progress. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. You see, no matter the confrontations, one thing is that just settle it in your heart. You don't go down, you go up. Lift up your right hand and say, I don't go down. I go up. That's it. I have settled that no matter what happens, it does not matter the confront- demonic confrontations, name it. One thing is certain, I have made up my mind, I'm going up, I'm going up, and I keep going up by the power of God. Come on, say by the power of God. When you are prayed by the power of God, you are lifted above the situation. You are lifted above it. Amen? Amen. You go up and keep going up. Can someone say amen to that? Do not miss. You go up. The love of God. Alright? That liquid love of God, that pure love of God, is the energy of the Spirit in the sweetness of God strengthening you within. Oh boy. You are so strengthened. Amen. And the more people speak ill of you, the more you're prospering. And the more you're blessing them. And the more you're making progress. Can someone say amen to that? Look, if you want to become all that God has destined for you to become, listen very carefully. People will speak ill of you, some people. Is that okay? Come on, is that okay? It's okay. They spoke ill of Jesus. It's okay. But there's something on the inside. It's the strength of God. It keeps you going. Amen? Do not miss. So, when I pray and say, Lord, thank you for the love nature in me. Now, every nature needs life to be sustained. It is only the nature of God in God that is self-sustaining. Every nature in other beings apart from God needs to be sustained by food, by energy, not within the carrier of the nature, all right, but from another source. Amen? 
So to strengthen the love nature in the believer, there is the strengthening of God. Look at it. That he will grant you. Paul prayed for them. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might. Dunamis, by his spirit. It's by the Holy Ghost. Boy, it is not by, I'm walking in love. I'm walking in love now. I'm walking in love now. The confession is to prime you and get you ready to be strengthened by the Holy Ghost. Even what I'm saying here. All right. And sometimes we make confessions and we think from our confessions, listen very carefully, we will get what the Holy Spirit alone can do for us. Our confession is to prime us, to open us up in faith to receive what the Holy Spirit alone can do for us. It's not, it's not trying to say, I'm strengthened now, I'm strengthened now, and that strengthens you. No. No. It is the strengthening of the Holy Spirit. So that the first thing is to pray to be strengthened, and then you have faith in God that God has answered your prayer. Is that okay? Then you make your confession in agreement with God, and you agree with him, what he has given you, what he has put in your spirit. You take that by faith and say, I'm strengthened in Jesus' name. Amen. But just making confessions alone without bowing your knees. Paul, Paul could have made confessions for them. I have confessed over you that your strength is renewed. Amen. He could have encouraged them to say, look, you know what? Just make your confessions. Your strength is renewed. It does not work that way. Supplication first. Supply or grant from God the Father through supplication, all right, follows your supplication, and then you make the proper use of the grant that you have received. Uh, are you what I'm saying here? You now start saying, because the Lord has supplied strength, in the strength of the Lord I am strengthened. Amen? Because you see, there are people who don't supplicate anymore. All they do is, you know, confession. As powerful as confession is, all right, it is only limited to because you are saying something that has been given to you. Amen. And I always say this, you know, there are very um, absolute statements that people make when it comes to spiritual things. The absolute statement like, okay, because the Holy Spirit is in me, I'm strengthened. It's it's just like saying, because I have food in the kitchen, I'm fed. Because the Holy Spirit is in you, you can be strengthened. But there's what you need to do, something to do. Alright, so you get into praying. And say, Holy Spirit, you are in me. You strengthen me. Now as I pray, I ask Father in the name of Jesus by the Holy Ghost in me that you strengthen me. And then you get into praying. The strengthening is in the communion and interaction of your spirit with the Holy Spirit within you. And as you pray, Pranda la grosto combrenek de gande sobra legrista conte ligresto brota la grina prangregato cresocretile bracande le grosata and then as you pray then the Holy Spirit is strengthening you brooding on your spirit Amen That's how it works
because I've, I've seen that absolute statement sometimes without getting into the dynamics of how to get the strength itself can deceive people to believing that it is the thing is just there no it is there but you have to make the most of it because i have a car all right all right um, does not mean that you can now transport yourself anywhere you feel like going you can move you have the privilege of mobility but you have to get into the car start it kick start it amen and then move so there is the dynamics of what you do in christianity to take advantage of the blessings that god has blessed you with in christ and if you don't understand that people make absolute statements right because jesus christ is my lord this cannot happen to me all right true but the effect of that statement is that because jesus christ is your lord and you are submitted to his lordship are you are you from what i'm saying here look at it. david said the lord is my shepherd i shall not want but that's not all about that chapter he says verse 2 he says he makes me to lie down so you see that means he has an ongoing dynamic relationship interaction with the lord his shepherd true okay and that's why sometimes people don't get into the dynamics of christianity because they have believed absolute statements that are actually true but take effect in truth and verity when those statements are engaged Okay. Are you from seeing here? All right. So, strength on the inside. Strength on the inside. Amen. Somebody said something very profound. He said the difference between babes and mature believers is that babes know what they want. But they don't know how to get them. All right. Now, Mature believers know what they want, the things they want, and they know how to get them. Amen. Now, look up, please. Second Corinthians eight and verse nine. What does it say? I want you to see this now. Look up, please. Can you read it out loud? One, two, three. Let's go. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor that you through his poverty might be rich. Alright, so it tells us here. Now, this is what Christ has done for us and it is absolute. A babe comes and says, I am rich. I am rich. Christ took my poverty. He became poor for me. I am rich. Amen? Which is true. But you can say that forever and not have money in your pocket. So you now add this one, this scripture here. You add it to 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 6. Look at it. <laughs> All right. But this I say, he which what? Soweth sparingly shall also what? This is as true as that one, the previous one we just read. 
You can't, you can't, that one can't be the only truth in the Bible. He that which sweat sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And then he says, he which sweat, come on now, bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Let every man give. So, two options. It's either you sow sparingly or what? Bountifully. Not sowing at all is not an option. So, you have option A, option what? B. I'm rich. Jesus took my place. Ha! Yeah! And the angel said, yeah, it's true. But you have not engaged us to do anything yet. You are just convincing yourself of what Christ has done for you. <laughs> Where's your seed? Say, no, I don't have to sow any seed. Jesus Christ, hallelujah. <laughs> Look at you. But mature believers will say, Father, I thank you because Jesus took my poverty. And now I'm blessed. So in the consciousness of the blessing, it's just 2,000 naira that is left here in my pocket. I will sow one five because I'm blessed. And I thank you for provoking the hearts of men to bless me. Thank you for creative ideas. Thank you for blessing the works of my hands. All right, my business does well. You're blessing me. Thank you, Father. All right, and then he sows a seed. And in no time, pa, 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 prosperity. All right, the difference will be clear. You're standing on the same scripture. 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 9. This one is prospering. This other one is prospering in the spirit. <laughs> Are you from saying here? Because the, the knowledge of God's word that he has is absolute, not rounded in that sense. He does not understand the application of the word of God. So, somehow he's walking in self-delusion. Delusion. He's walking in self-delusion. In other words, he's deluded. Amen? I said amen. So, God told me, he said, absolute statements are absolute. Alright? The application of absolute statements are relative. In other words, the truth of God's word is the truth of God's word. But the application of that word to your life is actually dependent on your situation. The revelation God gives you prophetically regarding that truth. As it has to do with your situation. When I learned this, you know, I was speaking with one of our sons in the faith. And he said something. He said, Pastor, (laughs) you have told us. I used to think there was another way to prosper. I have discovered it's giving. I said, you've discovered it too. (laughs) I said, said, welcome on board. (laughs) Welcome to the club. <laughs> it is giving. Amen. I'm quick to give. I'm quick to respond to needs. No matter my situation, I don't pity myself. Don't pity yourself. They say time to sow, you are pitying yourself. It is that pitiful spirit that attracts. You know, people just look at you and they don't, they, they, they don't want to bless you. Mm, poor boy. God will help him. <laughs> you know, because it, you created this pitiful atmosphere. What kind of thing is that? Ah, don't pity yourself. Say, Father, thank you for the privilege to give. Ha! Ha! Encourage yourself in the Lord. <laughs> so it's just 2,000 naira left in my account. But I'm giving 1,000 naira. Alright, and I thank you, Father. You meet all my needs. Amen. There are certain prayers the Holy Spirit 
will not inspire people to pray for you until certain requirements are met in your life. After I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and love towards all the saints, that was when I started praying for you. I cease not. But because you didn't pray this kind of prayer for all the churches. Because if you, if you hear bad things about some people, the intercession will be, oh God, help his mindset. Not that God strengthen his heart to keep walking in love. No. Deliver him. <laughs> there are certain prayers we will pray for you because of the kind of life you're living. <laughs> he said, look at it. Same thing was prayed. For if you read Colossians, the church at Colossae, same thing, prayer. He heard of their faith and love. He said, the Holy Spirit inspired him. They need light now. More light. Now, Philippians chapter number 4. <laughs> when the, those precious ones at Philippi blessed the Apostle Paul, <laughs> he now said, my God shall supply all your needs. And I was wondering, why didn't he pray the same prayer for other churches? There are certain prayers the Holy Spirit will inspire people to pray for you, all right, based on your attitude of faith. Amen. I took a seat one time and I honored, you know, um, somebody that God said to honor, a father in the faith. Amen. And he said to me, he said, nobody has honored me this way. Strange miracles will be happening in your life from henceforth. Amen. I don't, there are people who don't, you know, strange miracles will happen in your life. Happen in your life. You know, there are some prayers like that. Where people say, many, 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 many. The prayer is there. God says, the answer will drop when you behave yourself. It's there in the spirit, in your cloud, in the cloud. Cloud over you. Are you from what I'm saying here? All right. So I'm talking about that dynamic way of working with God based on the absolutes of God. You see it? Amen. There was a minister who came to minister, you know, at one of our meetings, conferences. And we so blessed the minister, honored the minister. He said, ah, nobody has honored me like this. He said, may the uncommon honor of God rest upon your ministry. Amen. It's the venison. When the venison, you know, oh, see, there are certain blessings you cannot give at will. The conditions and circumstances must be right. Why didn't God look at Noah and said, these people have suffered enough. You know, the flood and all that. You know, I'm changing my mind. I'm not going to cause flood to come upon the earth anymore. But you see, he said that, on, you know, after there was a sacrifice, Noah built an altar, right? And then he sacrificed clean animals unto God. And God smelled the sacrifice. Hmm. He said, I changed my mind. I will not cause the ground again for man's sake. All right, this is my covenant with you. Okay, I'm not going to destroy the earth this way anymore. Why? Because 
he did something. So there's a dynamic living in Christianity that makes your Christianity colorful. Because if you carry just absolutes on your head, you may not have proofs to show those things. You let your life be based or founded on proof of absolutes, and then you take off from there. You take root downwards into absolutes of God, and then there's a dynamic living, acting on the word. Amen. It makes your life so beautiful. Amen. Amen. So, let me talk to you more about dynamics. Okay. So, the power of God is available to strengthen us in Christ, alright, because the Holy Spirit is in us, but there's a dynamic way of interacting with the Holy Spirit to bring about the strengthening, the actual strengthening with power. Amen? Alright, and let me talk about that. Now, go to... Acts of the Apostles, chapter number 1 and verse 8. It says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. So when the Holy Spirit came upon you, in other words, when you received the Holy Spirit, you received power. Is that okay? Because that power is actually inherent in the Holy Spirit that you received. Are we, are we, are we okay? Now, that is absolute. You may just say, I have power because the Holy Spirit is in me. I have power. You are saying the truth, but the power will not manifest. Because, listen, there's an interaction with the Holy Spirit that brings about that power made manifest in you. Are you from what I'm saying here? Such that people can now see that power at work in you. That's how it works. You see, you don't just say, well, um, I have the Holy Spirit in me, power is in me, and all that. It is true. As an absolute. But dynamically, it's not going to happen in your life. So, you believe this because it is an absolute of God's word. Then you now ask yourself, how am I meant to interact with the Holy Spirit? To bring about the manifestation of this power that I have received in the person of the Holy Spirit that I have received that dwells within me. Aha! No, there are certain answers you will only get when you ask certain questions. Lord, what would you have me do? Uh-huh, you, now you're talking. You know, Lord, I'm here. Whatever you want to do with my life, go ahead and do. Good prayer. But God says, yeah, I'm here too. All right. Whatever I want to do with your life, I will do. <laughs> and then, having prayed that prayer of consecration, then you now ask the Lord and say, Lord, now that I have yielded myself to you, what would you have me do? Uh-huh. Now I will tell you, go to that street there. There's a lady there, go and lay hands on her. She's lame. And then you go there, you lay hands and pam! Miracles happen. And people are screaming, are you an evangelist? Are you a pastor? Are you an evangelist? Are you a pastor? Well, I'm a child of God. Okay? And they say, well, 
Okay, there are more lame people around. Should we bring them? Bring them. Jesus is Lord. And then bam, 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 bam. Before you know it, there's a move of the Spirit already. Glory to God. Because you asked the right question, you received the right answer. Amen? I said amen. Come on now. I said amen. I remember when church started, um, I started teaching a lot of absolutes because to found people in the truth, you have to teach absolutes. So having taught absolutes for like three years or so, the Lord said to me, he said, now move to the dynamic teaching of the word. Some people thought I have have missed it. Uh, It's not teaching new Christian realities. I said, look at you. It's, It's here. It's the foundation. So that's what... What I need to do, if anybody is coming in fresh, go and listen to those messages. There's always a move of the Spirit to say certain things. If you want to manufacture those things again, you can't say them the way you said them. Because there was a move of the Spirit on you. So you capture it in tapes and videos. Are you what I'm saying here? Aha. So go and listen to those messages. So mentoring is going on. So the dynamic teaching of God's word is now, now having known that you are a new creature in Christ. Alright? You have one nature with God. The love of God is in your spirit now. So this is how to walk. And you are now teaching people to put the word to work. Amen? I said Amen? And let me tell you something. Absolutes will make people scream and shout a lot. When you start teaching applications, they are quiet. Because that involves responsibility. As well, if the pastor has missed it, he's not teaching pure, pure new creation. <laughs> Look, are you purer than me? <laughs> Amen. How many of the things you screamed about? There's nothing wrong screaming about God's word. Amen. How many of the things you've shouted about? Alright, you have actually come to that place of acting out, doing. You put it to work. Amen? Mm. So, that brings us to The dynamic way of walking in dunamis. Now, what is the dynamic way of walking in dunamis? Number one, believe in the absolutes of God. You have received the spirit, so the spirit of God is in you. So the dunamis of God is in the spirit of God, in the person of the Holy Spirit within you. Okay, that's the first thing. That conviction must be rock solid. You don't waver on it. Okay? 
Now, having believed that, we now understand that, look, there is such a thing as prayer. Come on, say prayer. All right. When you begin to pray, there is a life of prayer that makes for a vital interaction with the Holy Spirit, who is our strengthener, and who is the carrier of dunamis. That Holy Spirit will begin to strengthen you and release upon you and into you the dunamis of God. And then it comes into you and there's a build-up. There's a build-up. There's a build-up. As you maintain your prayer life, no matter what, come what may, there are certain things that must not stop in your life. Amen? The Bible says to pray continually. We'll give ourselves to prayer and continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Continually. Continue instant in prayer. So, prayer must not stop in your life. You must continue. You know, there are times that, you know, I don't feel like praying, but I pray. Because you don't subject your prayer life to feelings. You build an altar. And sacrifice must be there morning and evening, morning and evening, morning and evening. Either you feel like, the priests sometimes just feel like, for how long are we going to do this? Under the old covenant. Morning and evening, sacrifices on the altar. Morning, evening, morning, evening, morning. <laughs> and God says, so long as this covenant, you know, is between us, between me and Israel. Amen? So, you build an altar. An altar is a devotion to God. An altar is a place of interaction with divinity such that you make room create room for physical manifestation the physical manifestation of God in your life prayer prayer James chapter number 5 James chapter number 5 and I want us to look at this um, scripture let's start the reading from verse um, 14 James chapter number 5 and verse 14. It says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he be committed or has committed uh, sins, they shall be forgiven him. And then it says, Confess your faults one to another. Pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And I want us to note that expression, effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. Effectual fervent prayer. Mark it. And then go to verse 17. Okay? Elias, in other words, Elijah, was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And the Bible tells us, and it rained not on the earth for the space of Three years and six months. And then he prayed again. Now this is the effectual fervent prayer. Amen. Of a righteous man. It's the prayer of faith. Now I used to think that the prayer of faith. Was just come and just declare words over people. As you know believe it. Amen. Until I read James chapter 5. Where that word or expression prayer of faith. 
is used. The prayer of faith. And it was Elijah that prayed the prayer of faith. Because the reference here is in 1 Kings chapter number 18. Okay? 1 Kings 18. If you start reading from verse 41. He said something here. 41. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, you go and eat and drink. I have a word from the Lord already. And I have a business to attend to. You go and eat and drink, but I will not eat and drink. So in other words, fasting is involved. For there is a sound of abundance, therefore there is a sound of abundance of rain. And then he went on, he says, so Ahab went up to eat and drink. But did Elijah go up to eat and drink? No. And Elijah went up to eat and drink? Talk to me now. Did he go up to eat and drink? And Elijah went up to the mount, to the top of Camel. He went to the top where, you know, he could really focus on God and devote himself. No distraction of any kind. Amen? He went up to the top of Camel and he cast himself down upon the earth. He cast himself down upon the earth. In other words, he settled there to pray. You know, there's a prayer you pray and you're looking at the time. And there's a prayer you pray you, are, you came to pray. You are there for prayer. Amen? And he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. And the Bible tells us, look at that kind of prayer. He trapped his head in between his knees. And what happened? He was praying, casting himself on the earth. Praying, praying, praying. And he said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And uh, when he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, behold, there arised a little cloud out of the sea, uh, like a man's hand. And he said, go up, say unto Ahab, prepare thy chariots and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. Amen? Now, listen very carefully. This was a prayer of faith. Amen? He prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed to a point where he knew that what God had said to him in the spirit, all right, go and show yourself to Ahab. I'm going to give rain upon the land. That thing that he had in the spirit, he knew that God had paved a way for the physical manifestation of it. It will happen now, as in now. There are prophetic words that when God gives them, the timing is already stated. Like, by this time next year, this will happen. That is different. But there are prophetic words God gives. The timing is dependent on the prayer of faith. It can happen in 300 years. If you don't do it now, do what is necessary. You hand over the prophecy to children. God forbid. Are you what I'm saying here? Why? Because you see, there's a prayer of faith that will bring about the physical manifestation of that prophecy. In other words, listen, the elders of the church would have prayed for that beloved one and prayed and prayed and prayed, having interceded for that person, 
Then they come to the place where they know that this thing is done. Let's go. Alright? And then they get to the sick and said, you know what? Stand up. You are healed. It happens immediately. Look at how, you know, um, Peter raised Dorcas from the dead. You remember Dorcas? Tabitha. Alright. Um, sorry, was it Tabitha? Yeah. Look at what happened. He says, go, go on, just go to that point. I want to show you something here. The point where he prayed for her. Then, what, what Peter put them all forth, in other words, out, and kneeled down, and what? Prayed. For how long? We're not told. You don't just go to the dead like that. And just say, there is, there is something that you have done, and then you know that this is the time. Father, I thank you because you have heard me. Before he got to the tomb and said, Lazarus, come forth. He didn't just go there and say, no, let's just go and call him out of the tomb. No. He had prayed, he had prayed, he had prayed, and in his prayer he saw a cloud <laughs> the size of a man's hand. He said, now we can go. Let's go. Let's go and wake him up. That's the prayer of faith. Well, in prayer of faith, was and I pray the prayer of faith, be healed and all that. You know, <laughs> there's a processing within so that, you know, these things, that's why sometimes some people are disappointed about spiritual things. Say, these things don't work. Because we're not doing it right. Amen. So, you see, prayed. I don't know how long. He kneeled down. If When he got there, and God said, very clearly, put your hand on her head and tell her to rise up. That would have done it, right? You know, but he didn't hear anything. So, if you don't hear anything, Start praying. You don't know what to do. Well, you know that prayer, through prayer, the Holy Spirit will speak to you and you then know what to do. So you just continue in prayer until there is clarity as to what to do. You, when you do that thing that the Spirit tells you to do in prayer, you always get results. It will always work. So, and prayed. Then when he was done praying, and turning him to the body, said, Tabitha, arise. Arise. Why? Because he had prayed. You know, there was a beloved one, he said, he went to God, he said, did you lie to me? Look at my prophecy book. It's full of prophecies, prophecies, prophecies. Did you lie to me? God said, I don't tell lies. Amen. He said, so when will these prophecies come to pass? He said, God said to him, when you are ready for them to come to pass. It's gone ahead. The prophecy has gone ahead. You wage a good warfare with the prophecy that has gone ahead of you. Amen. And then you pray. 
And then it gets to a certain point. You just know in your heart. It is done. <laughs> now look at the way Jesus worked the supernatural ministry. Alright. His ministry was so, so excellent. How did he do it? Now listen very carefully. He would take time to pray all night. See that concept of all night prayer. You know, people do all night now. It's just one hour. It says all night. <laughs> What's the all in that night? Amen. All night he will pray and pray and pray. And then he will pray to a point. He will see in his spirit that, okay, this is um, Bartimaeus, the blind. He will cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And then I will say to him, these things are drama. There's a script. I will say to him, what would you have me do for you? Alright, what do you want? And he will say, I want to receive my sight. And then I will say to him, thy faith has made thee whole. You know, sometimes you just do some things outside. Uh, stand up. It is done. He will say, yeah! And I say, you know, that's what they call man of God. It's not man of God sleeping all throughout the night and all that. And I say, oh, it is done. It won't be done. I'm telling you the truth. It doesn't work that way. So that you don't disappoint people. Don't disappoint people. And people feel like this Christianity is fake, daddy. You just don't the Bible. Just And they're angry. They're angry. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> Blessed. <laughs> Someone says, well, this time, anytime you just lay hands, people just fall. The power of God is just flowing like that. You set yourself. It's a prayer life. It's not uh, just living anyhow. You, there's a way to live. It's not just living anyhow and the power just be flowing like that. If it's flowing like that, it's the devil that is responsible. That's not the spirit of God. There's a discipline of the man of God. Don't live your life anyhow. Ah. Amen. You helped him up. Come, come too. <laughs> Be blessed. Let the glory of God rest upon you mightily. Amen. So, are you following what I'm saying here? Mm-hmm. Believe in your life. You helped him up. <laughs> All right, let's concentrate. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> amen. I said amen. You know, you ask, ask businessmen, all right, business owners, sometimes they wake up 2 a.m., they put pen to paper. They are strategizing, they are thinking, if I go this way, no, if I go this way, ah, then there will be this, there will be this, and all that. Ah, how much do we have now? Ah, $50,000. Ah, that can do it. Let's start from here. How much would and is three hours? He's still thinking, and then he gets to walk to the office the next day, and then he tells his folks and says, "This is what we are doing. We we'll start this way." We'll start. And that's how you see people who carry that influence of leadership. They will premeditate, preempt situations before they come up, and then they can tell you, "This is what we are doing." You think you just come and just, you know, it doesn't work that way. In life, generally, generally is a general principle.
Amen. I don't prepare to minister only. I don't only prepare to minister. All right? I live prepared. Why? Because anything can happen at any time. That's how to live your life. Amen? And that's why sometimes people have, some people have, ministers have powerful ministrations, but very weak lives. The ministrations are always very powerful. Because you can pray in tongues eight hours to deliver a message, one hour. People will be shaking like this. Jesus Christ! But you go and meet the minister thereafter. But if you will minister again, the ministration is like this. But weak lives. Because there's no discipline. So prayer. There's a kind of prayer. You pray. Alright. And you pray and pray. There's this strong desire in your heart. And then you pray. And then you pray. And they say, Lord, I've come. To settle this thing once and for all. You pray. You pray. You pray. You pray. Alright. Elijah prayed that way. Now look at what happened. The hand of the Lord is the center. The headquarter of Dunamis. The right hand of God. Amen. When he was done praying. There is a kind of prayer you pray. You cannot but have the hand of the Lord come on you. Alright, you stand, your eyelids will drop. You can't see anybody, it's just cloud. Alright, you don't even know what you're saying. And then, you just be hearing testimonies, things are happening, and the hand of the Lord. Boy. Amen. And the hand of the Lord was upon Elijah, came upon him, the hand of the Lord. Now, there are certain things you do if you don't want to do a lot of trekking in life. You want pace. You want speed. Do some serious praying. It may take some time. Give it what it takes. Or instead of trekking or being on a horse and then you're just going like that. The hand of the Lord came upon him and he gathered up his loins. Amen. In other words, when the hand of the Lord came upon him, he just knew that, ah, this is heavy. Cha. <laughs> And you see, I used to think that he outran the chariots of Ahab. No, he didn't run from behind. He found himself running ahead in front of the chariots of Ahab. He didn't come from behind to overtake that chariot. No, read the Bible. Read it. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he gathered up his loins and ran before. He was behind before. Now he's now running before. Ahab. Not that he ran from behind. He was running before. So it was a jump. Password. And then he was running before. Can you imagine? There, there are certain prayers you pray. Alright. It does not matter how long it takes you. But when the hand of the Lord comes on you. People that you know, you're looking at before. You're like, ah, you just they're looking and say, ah, what happened? That guy. Ah. What happened? 
Because when the hand of the Lord comes on you, there's an intensity of dunamis that will make you jump steps. You are caught up. It's an intensity of the hand of God. All these normal steps, just do it gradually. Don't rush one step upon another. Not when dunamis it is at its peak. When it is so strong on you, you just pa 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 pa. When the hand of the Lord came upon uh, Philip, all right, after he had baptized that uh, Ethiopian eunuch at um, the river there, and the Bible tells us that he was caught up. He found himself at Azotus. He was caught up there. He didn't trek. And I did a study, all right, from where Philip was. If he was to go by road, it would have taken him three days. Before you could say Jack Robinson, he was there. Is the hand of the Lord. The Spirit caught him up. Are you following what I'm saying here? That's the kind of prayer. I always tell people, the kind of prayer, measure your kind of prayer. Prayer that is not touching your spirit. All right, and then you start praying. You pray for 15 minutes or 5 minutes. You finish the prayer thereafter. The next day, you wake up and say, Oh, wow, it's Monday morning. <laughs> you started praying yesterday. Octavianja. Oh, oh. <laughs> Amen. And that's why if God wants to help some people, it's the mercy of God. He will make your environment. There are some challenges he will permit. He won't cause them. He will just remove his hand. You can do what you want to do, but just make sure you don't kill him. Are you from saying here? So those things, it will protect your soul. You, you see, that's when you feel your spirit. And then you pray. Three days the guy still praying. And then the hand of the Lord comes on him. Boy. And he just goes. But you see, if you understand how these things work, don't let God organize your intense prayer for you. If God organizes your retreat, you may not like it too. Better organize your retreat for yourself. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Prayer. You pray. You pray. It's the, the kind of prayer you pray. Oh, you pray. You pray. He prayed. His head was in between his knees. He prayed. And prayed. You know, to trap your head in between your knees. You know what that means? Alright? It simply means that prayer has taken your logic, natural sense. It has captured it. Not that you are praying, you are calculating. Sanamam Ratiga, or I will call my uncle, Enakanama Sakada, who sent me 5,000 there. This is how I'm going to package the story. I'll call my parents. Negaba, Look at you. And God says, let me meet your needs. And I know how to do it. Just, I'm just praying to you just for information. <laughs> Look at you. You pray 
You don't even know what to do anymore until God says, do this. Amen. Prayer. I want us to rise up right now. I want us to pray. You see, we have just 10 minutes to pray the prayer of faith. Don't pray, you know, you can, you can remove your jacket and take time to pray. All right? And listen very carefully. What are you praying about? Amen? You have a great destiny to fulfill. It must come to pass in the name of Jesus. And then you're praying and say, Lord, show me what to do. Show me how to do it. Where do I go from here? You are praying with a desire within you. Are you ready? Are you, nobody will lead you in prayers for the next five or ten minutes. Can you get into praying? Can you get into praying? Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Volume, volume. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Can you lift up your voice and pray? Call upon the name of the Lord. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Rakataka pakati la barate de brochete le bradia. Mantekere brocha kate. Prataka pakonde le brocha kate de bregadesh. Go ahead and pray. Let there be a longing in your heart. 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 Oh, Sakapala, a little bone taking. Rekapakaton de lebro Sakatel Abraham. My God, my God, my Father, my Father. A rebo cotola brasekatalabrahadea. Manta caton de lebrisopa telabraha. Sebroca telebro socatel Abraham. My God, my God, my Father, my Father.
Rakatole Kresokre Katelebraha, 
name we have prayed now let me say this as I close listen very carefully please understand this you need this kind of intensity and even much more take it to an altar have an altar of prayer and do this daily or every other day and if you didn't pray an intense prayer during the week make out time on weekends glory let the power of God rest on you and you fire Make out time, make out time. We can and say, Lord, these three hours, Kadabakatiya, pray, let your spirit feel that prayer. There's a prayer that touches you within. You know that you pray, your prayer, you are stared on the inside. And God begins to speak to you. When you come out of that prayer room and act on the word of God, people will be wondering, this man. Anything he tells you, you better believe it. It's a powerful man. Because those words came from the altar of prayer. Look at the confidence. He said, go and tell Ahab. Get on your chariot. Amen. Be on your way fast. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Or else the rain will beat you. And it happened to an altar whatever you want underpinned and sustained and founded in your life build an altar around it my giving is an altar giving amen 
Yeah. Take it to an altar and say, Lord, I build an altar for you concerning my prayer life. <clears throat> By your grace, I will meet with you here every Thursday. Peradventure I miss it, remind me. Let your hand come upon me. You, you'll be amazed. You're doing other things. The hand of God will come upon you. The power of the altar. The God of the altar is calling. Thursday. Ah, Kalabade Krisakabahaya. You go back there. There are corners in your room you devote to prayer and say, Lord, I have devoted this corner to you. Anytime you step there, the hand of the Lord will come on you. You start praying. Nothing is sure until it is founded on the altar. Do you have an altar? The fire will not fall just because there's, God has too much fire in heaven. The fire will fall because there's an altar that has been prepared. And God, fire. Amen. You see, we share the word of God. We share God's word in church to step people to a point where <clears throat> they begin to pray. Yes, the house of God is the ground and the pillar of the truth, right? Amen. So the word of God is shared in the house of God. But more importantly, <clears throat> the house of God is called the house of what? Prayer. Prayer. A church that is not praying is not a church. Is a parable. It's not a church. You can't have a church and they are not praying. And say so we just we just encourage people here. All right, we just encourage them and just leave them to just go. Just all right, prayer. Amen. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. Don't clap, don't clap. That's fine. Don't clap. All right, just take that fire home. That's that's going to clap with that fire on the altar. I mean, I'm, I'm satisfied. Don't clap. Amen. The thing is, when you come back and you're on fire, boy, I'm, I'm fulfilled already. You don't have to clap for me. By this time next year, we come here and people are sharing testimonies. I took the fire to the altar and see what God has done. I took the fire. Uh -huh. That's the way to clap. Alright, just keep that clap for now. Take this fire to the altar. Because that's why we're here. I mean, we, don't, we are not doing ministry. You think I'll live my whole life, everything like this, and devote it to something and it won't work. I said, Lord, what? No, it has to. A whole life, a whole destiny devoted to something. So we are here for business. You must come back with testimonies. Can someone say amen to that? That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Amen. All right. I will invite my friend. All right. My covenant friend, Pastor.